Hello, and welcome back to the Socially Distance Podcast, episode 63. And also, this is the continuation of our Loki review series, the Low-Key Loki Podcast. <laughs> I still don't like that name, but it's definitely better Dude, than the last Falcon, name. The Falcon. I mean, it's catchy in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's you true. Loved, you loved it before we had guests. So, I mean, like... I, said, I just... I think by the end, I'm going to love it because it's going to be gone soon. And then I'm going to be like, oh, oh man, yeah. I miss it. I miss it. No, this is no. this is our dynamic. And yeah, that is true. I'm, I'm Bill Bodkin. I'm the- I didn't even introduce myself yet. I'm not yeah, all introduce you. <laughs> my, my name is Al Manorino. I am the managing editor of thepopbreak.com. With me, as always, returning from his trip uh, from Lamentis is the editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com, Mr. Bill Bodkin. Bill, what's up? Yeah, I feel like every day in work is a day on Lamentus. Uh, <laughs> I Lamentus the shit out of it. Well, uh, we're glad to see that you made it. Thank yeah. you. And we are very, very honored to have a debuting two guests here and someone I, I've been wanting to have on the podcast for a while. We have gone into the sacred timeline of the Pop Break uh, podcast network, <laughs> and we have the hosts of... Blurred Watchers, which drops monthly on the Pop Break TV hub of the Pop Break Podcast Network. And they are also the hosts of their own podcast called Blurred Wife. Blur- nope, messed it up. Blurred Life <laughs> with my wife. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Courtney and Marshall, we are stoked to have you guys coming from. Yay. Yes, 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 yes. Very excited to be here. Very excited to uh, talk about some locay. Yes. Yeah, we're one not of my gonna, favorite Marvel characters. We're not going to be talking any sports because much like, and I know Marshall, you know, like the 76ers have joined the uh, the ranks of uh, Allen Mine, New York Knicks falling, falling uh, to the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, it's still been a fun series to watch because there's like literally no, no I, superstars I, 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 right I, now. Yeah. It's I been felt, interesting. I felt your pain. Giannis uh, is a two-time MVP. Okay. Giannis aside not really because we got we got Kawhi's hurt chris paul's hurt i mean we'll see we'll see what's going on well, not hurt he's uh he's in the covid protocol right for at least yeah. another game yeah well the the nba playoffs officially ended for me uh last week i need the playoffs and, to um, end so i can get AEW dynamite every wednesday back on tnt because nah. i'm missing i these friday and saturday nights are killing me but who yeah, you got? It is now. It is now officially Eagle season. It is now a Philadelphia Eagle season. Oh God! Well, which is, you mean Giants? Giants season, right? Is that, is that what you said? You said Wait, Giants. To, listen, Devontae Smith. Um, let's continue. Oh, hey, no. listen, listen, Ow. listen. No, I don't say Al. I say you got us. You got us a first round pick next year for the Chicago. That Bears. is true. Thank you. We, we did Thank draft you. very well. No, we smart. Y'all had y'all had a great draft. The way that it, the way that it worked out for you guys. I, As a fan of the sport, I can definitely say Gettleman earned his check on on this. He, he did, and and listen, my dad had an old saying about the NFC East: anybody but Dallas. That's right. Huh. Very simple. Very simple. Very simple. We had Ben, who's a Washington football team fan, on. He agrees. You know what? We should do an NFC East preview with all. Of, with Listen, all of no, just don't talk about that. Don't talk about the Cowboys. I can't have my sister on as a guest then because no. she, unfortunately, I don't even know how this ever happened, but she is a Cowboys fan. I, oh, I don't even know. We're from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. I don't know what happened to her, but that's. Have you tried in an intervention? I'll, I'll help. You know, she's very strong-willed, and we're just oh, like, you know, well, 
hopefully in her older age, she'll see the light. So, <laughs> well, well, as we did mention a few times, this is the uh, Loki review series that we're doing on the socially distanced podcast. And uh, this is episode three. We're already halfway through the season, yeah. uh, which is a little depressing because uh, I just want to see a million episodes with Tom Hiddleston, yeah. just globe globe and time traveling around the entire uh face of existence Tom Hiddleston could stand there and watch paint dry yep and I feel like I would be down and I feel like Courtney would be absolutely he's a treasure and he needs to be protected at all costs that's just how I feel about it so I agree I want to drink with Loki after that train scene I'm just like I think we'd we'd have a hell of a time man he would be so much fun mad fun yeah for sure singing dancing throwing throwing glasses it'd be amazing but Al take us into our first segment brother yeah, so we are gonna do our <laughs> weekly review. Oh, sorry, uh, weekly uh, read of Wikipedia in a, se- a segment that we like to call "Hello, my name is Miss Minutes, and this is the plot summary." And sorry, my voice is sounding uh, terrible because uh, my family got me sick. So uh, oh. if I just if I just cut out in the middle of this, uh, Bill will take over. Not okay, I like how you threw the them time. under the bus like that. That's oh, they the, did. That's, that's I, love right there. I Family's blame love. them. <laughs> For sure, I believe them. Um, all right. Probably your dog. You blame the most. <laughs> uh, episode three, Lamentus. Loki follows the variant who goes by Sylvie to the TVA, where they are confronted by Renslayer before using a Tempad to escape to 2077 Lamentus 1, a moon that is soon to be crushed by a planet. Both are unable to escape due to the Tempad having run out of power. The two sneak aboard a train bound for the Ark, a spaceship intended to evacuate Lamentus 1 in order to siphon its power and recharge the Tempad. On the train, Loki gets drunk. So good. Uh, Which causes him and Sylvie to be discovered and forced out by the guards. Loki accidentally breaks the Tempad, which forces him and Sylvie to approach the Ark on foot. During their journey, Sylvie reveals to Loki that the TVA is comprised entirely of variants rather than being created by the timekeepers, as Mobius claimed. Loki and Sylvie arrive at the Ark's location and fight their way through the guards, only to witness it being destroyed by a meteor, leaving them stranded. All right, guys, that was, in a nutshell, episode three. Yep. And what an episode it was. Uh, so much to talk about. Uh, you know, we, we got a pretty big reveal. Um, and obviously, we learned a lot more about Sylvie. Um, yeah. Don't know why. Did, she did not mention why she wanted to be called Sylvie, right? No. Well, the yeah. question is, did we learn a lot more about Sylvie? So that that is true. So um, we learned. I, only, I can only think of one tangible thing that right. she knew she was adopted yeah. or our Loki mm-hmm. knew. Which I think is pretty big. Cause that's a lot of, that seems to be a lot of his motivation for being so um, tempestuous. Oh he's my upset God. That, that was know, an amazing Mommy word. and daddy yeah. didn't tell me that I was adopted. And that's why you treat me so different. Cause yeah. I'm not your child. Uh, all of which he kind of just learned because. Oh yeah. Based off the, based off of which his location, experience yeah, at he, the uh, yeah. TVA. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, what I really liked so far this season, I'll start with, positives before we get specifically to this episode yeah is that for me it's just a very long and drawn out character study Mm -hmm. um and loki has an opportunity 
the acting from Tom Hiddleston episode one when they had that sequence when they were showing him like basically how he dies yeah. and all the things that happened to him allowed him you know a hyper speed character development that we really haven't seen um and and now we're just we're kind of having to relearn who this Loki is now that mm-hmm. he has this this you know just this beautiful purpose and he has this information now that that he didn't have before and how he's going to react and it's you know we know the character but do we really know him now and i think that's very compelling yeah he's a he's a true a true variant of himself and i said uh i think the last episode that hiddleston in that first episode had to go from avengers loki to um infinity war loki within an episode and show that almost that whole transition from how, how that character developed. And now we get this variant version of Loki, who is a, a little mixture of everything we've seen, the, the conniving one, you know, I I'm, it all has to be about me, but then kind of the more evolved, like I've been through some shit. Everyone I, lo- I know has died. Uh, I am not really real. Like he's like, he's such a, cool variation of like every Loki we've ever gone to and then some now that he's got he's a little crazy in that sense he doesn't have his glorious purpose anymore we don't know what it truly is uh, neither does he so I just love that uh, but yeah I definitely want to jump in to this episode in particular um, I'd love to start and we're going to talk a lot about Sylvie in the a variant section of the podcast so I do really want to focus on just like this journey on Lamentus 1 um, yeah. And let's let's start with one of my favorite parts of the entire episode, um, Loki getting drunk. Um, what, what did you guys think about this kind of performance uh, from Hiddleston? Um, and then, you know, did, did you like, I guess, were you a fan of, I guess, the, the drawn outness of this episode that kind of led to this huge conclusion? I'll start, I'll, I'll start with Bill. Oh, um, so I... This episode reminded me of a Doctor Who episode more than for sure. Because I've been like, I've been saying from like every on so many podcasts, I'm like, this is going to be the most Doctor Who thing Marvel's done. It's just like, yeah, you know, heist through time, you know. And this felt like, especially when they're walking around the planet while there's meteors falling, like they're just having dialogue, just like bickering with each other. I'm like, this is straight out of a Doctor Who episode. It's great. And uh, I don't know which Doctor Who of recent times it reminded me most of, but it just felt that way. And I thought it was really cool. Our reviewer, Tom Moore, he reviewed this, said this was an, an episode of narrative consequence. Like it didn't move the plot along, but it, like it was very mm-hmm. entertaining in terms of the characters. Where I, I disagree a little bit. I f- feel like while, you know, we don't get the story moving along, we, we do get these characters moving along like Marshall, you were saying, it's a very, it's a very long character exposition and we're learning about these two characters and that's, what's moving us. That's what keeping the show going. The, the, the story about like, you know, time, I was going to say time Lords because I'm Dr. Who brain now, <laughs> but uh, yay is secondary to the evolution of Loki and this and Sylvie and learning about the variants. That's the most important thing. So that's how we got there. And if you're going to talk about a guy who's drinking Jameson and Coke Zero right now, what did I think of drunk <laughs> Tom Hiddleston? He was an absolute yeah. joy. I want to hang out with him. It was this great moment. And a question I have for the, for the group is, the song he was singing, is that something we've heard before in a Thor movie? 
because I'm just like, I feel like that was put there for a reason. Like he didn't all of a sudden start sudden learn a lamentous, like drinking song in the matter of yeah. a second, you know, he's, I feel like that was that in, was that in Thor anywhere? Was that an Asgardian thing? I have to believe that he spent time while Sylvie was sleeping. He's like, he gets up and he's drinking with folks. He's like, Hey, you guys want to learn a, 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 a real great drinking song that he, you know, grew up. Can I confirm or deny I've done that brother. before? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like, I feel like it's a, it's a classic Asgardian celebration tune because he's just like, Hey man, fuck it. Like we're here. I'm going to enjoy myself. Like, and you know, if people are here to enjoy with us, let's, let's, let's really get it popping. I feel like it's, it's from Asgard. I don't know if it's from another movie or not. Yeah. Yeah, because it definitely felt like he was he really, really knew it. And I was just yeah. Like, yeah, like I'd be interested to see if it's an actual no, like a Norse, Norse yeah. song. Like yeah. if people are looking up and like, oh, this is actually referencing this song. I would say definitely in the beginning it seemed very lively, but then you had that one part that that dramatic it, yeah, yeah, where he was like it seemed like he was really thinking about some shit and it was like, Oh, okay, this is kind of sad. And then he caught himself and it was back to being like festive. I didn't see, I didn't read that as sad as much as like this weird thing. Like he was singing directly to Sylvie. And then he went to that. He's like, I've thought about your question about love. And I'm like this. Okay. Um, okay. That it was uh, sorry. I'll just, that was popped off for a second. Is that I was just like, he's focusing on Sylvie and I'm like, yeah. and he's, then he goes into love thing. I'm like, is there like a little thing going on here? Like, is he that would be her? extremely narcissistic? Well, yeah, because it's a very <laughs> so it makes perfect sense almost, but then again, it's also kind of weird at the same time. So, mm, is yeah. that technically incest? I don't think so because it's not it, a twin, it's him, it's self care, self love. I don't know, is it masturbation? It could, uh, I guess <laughs> it could be because you're thinking about it like. Well, what happened? Like, you know, because it's a very interesting, like, because, yeah, I, I can see it, how you read it as it's just because there's this whole pall of death hanging around everybody. But at the same time, it's just yeah. so hyper-focused on her when he's singing it. I see that. Maybe I was thinking too deep in it because I thought of, like, oh. when he got to see his whole life and then he saw that Asgard went through an apocalyptic right. thing and now we're on this other, I mean, not planet moon, but they're going through an apocalyptic thing. So like, it's almost as if I get to, ex he get hit, I being Loki, I get to experience what happened, what I know happens on Asgard being here. And so this is like my l lamentation song owed to asgard because That's i know it's gonna disappear. i didn't even think i don't know <laughs> i didn't either but this is great but no you should, like we like uh we sometimes you know like that's the things we want to dig into because it's just like such an interesting thing that he's doing like because all of a sudden it's just like he, like yeah he's, like yeah. he takes this moment so you're thinking like is he like I said, is he professing like some sort of interest into Sylvie or is he really taking that moment that he never got for Asgard, um, you know, with this song? Because, you know, he finds out about stuff through Ragnarok. He wasn't there. Yeah. For. So I did some Googling. <laughs> is that why you it's like a, Yes. It's a Norwegian song. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Norway. Yeah. And um, 
so it has some of the lyrics here so it's a buy i'm not even trying to say the, the artist's name I, i'm begging you please say it please sing the song for me Jurg Sullern man no no i'm not gonna try this um i that, that's not even a norwegian accent i was like terrible that was, swedish yeah that was the that's that's really not a swedish accent um it's the song roughly tra- translates to i saddle my times and the lyrics in Stormback Mountains, I wander alone over the glaciers. I make my way in the apple garden. The maiden stands and sings, when do you come home? Oh, that's a lot of, there's, 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 uh, there's some stuff there. There's so yeah. there you're just like, all right, I need like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that's some, yeah. There's some stuff to unpack. unpack that. Yeah. I, I think that it speaks to my theory. That's how mm. I feel. But What's your theory? Yeah. Which we save for the end of the podcast. Uh, Al did miss a little bit of your theory. He had yeah. he was he was he was reading the same oh. texts. Yes. So I found the info. <laughs> to to uh, summarize, I just thought that you know there was a little bit of correlation between um, the rack the Ragnarok of um, of Asgard. Asgard. I don't know oh, where yeah. my mind just went, and then what was happening um, on the the planet that or the moon that's about to be crashed into my planet. So it's kind of like I wasn't there for this, but I'm here, and this is happening. So I kind of feel like I'm feeling it, and this is my ode to that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because he technically was there, but he wasn't. That version of Loki wasn't there. He saw what happened, but yeah, and there was a big ship. That came and saved the Asgardians, mm-hmm. and they safely brought them home. But this see, one, this is why you have to be here to put it together. Sorry. See, you I just know, it's not everything I, like I said. Thank you. <laughs> I, I pose because uh, uh, um, Courtney brought up like the moment he start. He does like his little solo there, where it's just like mm-hmm. a, a kind of a lamentation. But I was like, I felt he was singing it to Sylvie. I'm like, is there? And then he talks about the whole thing about the question about love, and I'm like. Is he got a, like a? Is this like a little thing happening here? And then we got into this whole thing. It's like, is that incest? Is that just self love? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's extreme, it, extreme. It's extreme narcissism because he's like possibly in love with a variation of himself. Is that why it's called lamentus? Do you think it's over lamentation? Like, because it lamentation uh, lamentation means passionate expression of grief and sorrow. I mean, if so, I would be very angry at whoever named this moon. Like, you set us up to fail. Well, the moon is named Lamentus, but so is the name of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I really feel like that that comes through in the overarching themes of the episode, whereas, though, you know, Loki is very, very, um, he's he's in his head a lot in this episode. There's a lot of physical acting. Um, there's a you know there's a bit of back Selby and forth. tried to get into his head. Well, I mean, and that's and that's, that's part of it. That's part of it. I mean, the questions that we <laughs> ask about Loki is he talking about love for Sylvie? Is he talking about losing his his culture, his his planet? Things that we'll never know because it's Loki. Is he just bullshitting? Is he just you know? That's a big thing. Just whatever you know. So. Very existential crisis stuff going on because how can you feel lamentation or grief for something you didn't actually even really experience? Like in your time, this never even really happened. So, but he knows he's well, he's blessed with glorious knowledge. I, he basically right. watched the he watched the OVA of his life. Right, <laughs> yes, bringing it back exactly. to some pre-show notes. Exactly, yep. exactly. So yeah, I wonder if Sylvie had to experience that. Did did they have a Ragnarok in her timeline? Well, that's 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 what we were talking about, in the, you know, in the beginning. Like, what have we actually learned about Sophie? We're three a episodes lot. in. We're halfway. I think outside of like the fact of her parents or her parentage or her knowledge of her parentage, 
What do we know? We know that she has a certain type of magic that that she that our Loki know, doesn't know. For she's self-taught. She's very focused. She's very. Uh, she's been uh, apparently working on this plan against the TVA for years. Which but was, when we talk about, yeah, yeah, like what's what? What do we really know compared to what we found out that she learned from Loki? You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. That's another thing for this plan that she had that she's been working on for years and giving the TVA so much trouble. It's like it seems kind of janky that one Loki variant just threw off your whole plan. <laughs> like, how good was well, the plan? So, so this is something like, like, let me find out where they are, and then I'm just gonna like throw a grenade in and run. It's like that's, but that's such a yeah. Loki plan. You know, we think. But about we it, never found out what she wanted to do with them, did she? Well, he kind of said, he's like, what was your plan? Just kicking in the door and like disrupting everything and leaving. And she basically agreed to that, which no. if they, when mm -hmm. we go back to episode one, it's just like Mobius is like, your plans suck. Like they, they aren't good plans. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense why a Loki variant doesn't have a good plan. Mm -hmm. Like her glorious plan is like, I'm just going to do this thing and disrupt stuff. Well, what's going to happen after that? That's, true. That's like when Mobius is like, okay, if you won, what were you going to do? You were going to rule stuff, and he was kind of didn't give a great answer. I think it, it kind of yeah. fits. It's like it's like when a villain, like when a villain wants to just like destroy everything. It's like okay, then then what? Like, what do you mean? Like you're going to destroy everything? Then what was the point? Like Thanos at least had a point. He's like, oh well, if we get rid of half of existence, you know, people won't go hungry and all this kind of shit. When villains like I'm just going to destroy existence, like yeah. it makes no sense. Like you need to have like a like what? Okay, why though? Right. Well, Marshall, yeah. what, what did you say? I couldn't hear you before. Well, the the funniest thing about that, I, I didn't want to interrupt. I apologize, but oh, no, no, no. we talk. There was a meaning that circulated that was like instead of destroying half existence, you could have just doubled our resources. <laughs> Make the world. And I was just done. I was just like. You could have, all right, now everybody's good for the rest of the You're set. Give us I more resources. <laughs> I'm just like, well, goddamn it, Kevin Feige. Why didn't you come up with that oh, idea? Shit. Right, right. Just make it more abundant. Comic books, you know. Imagine he snaps and he's like, oh, wait, what if oh, I could have just doubled? I didn't have to. Right, <sighs> right, right after the snap. Like, oh, damn. Well, I, next I time. could have restored <laughs> the Great Barrier Reef, guys. Yeah. Ah, shit. Bitch. Um, yeah, so I, I again, we don't know a lot about Sylvie and that kind of, that kind of brings in my next question. So as a comic book fan, as a comic book collector, there is a, there is a character uh, who's known as the Enchantress and it's her, the second version of this character that is also named Sylvie. Now, I don't know if Enchantress is necessarily a Loki in the comics and it kind of goes back to what, we know in the second episode where she kept saying, don't call me that. Don't call me that. Like, I'm not like, don't call me Loki. I was wondering, like, I know it's a random question, but and a little tinfoil hat, but is this a Loki variant? Well, so I'll, I'll send it to the, um, our guests first. Yeah. Cause I got nothing. I do the two have to be mutually exclusive? I don't is know. It, well, so I am a casual fan of, okay. um, of Marvel. I will say so. Okay. Um, from the comic books, is there any mention of the origins of Enchantress that would? I didn't want to read. I didn't want to read too into it. 
You know what okay. I mean? I wanted to I wanted to also be surprised with the show as well. So I guess it's more of a question for anyone else because yeah, I do not know does, the answer. He does use the phrase, what are you trying to do? Enchant me. So Yeah. Maybe, it's a little, little you red. Know, I just yeah. and now and now that she kind of blew up what we thought of the TVA in the sense of like, oh, they're made up of all variants. We're like, oh fuck. I know, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit late, like next. But <laughs> You, I don't trust anything she says. And she also never said, like, I'm a Loki variant. They did. They said that she was. So that's the, the that? But she didn't say that she wasn't. She just said, don't call, don't me, call that. me that. She didn't say, I am not a Loki. I mean, and it could be it could be her glorious plan, if whatever it is. Like, True. I'm going to appear as a Loki variant. But I would think that the time v, the TVA knows what a, a variant of a person should be or is. True. I mean, I don't know, but the people who are enforcing don't seem like they know a lot, and they are really trusting the 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 head honcho timekeepers just for anything. So if they say yes, yeah, a variant, they're like, okay, I'm not going to ask any questions. She could be a child of Loki. Because she never even said that her father was Odin and her mother was yep. I forget what the name of the uh, of their the I queen always is. Forget the queen's so name, she could be of, a uh, Loki. It's it's not is it Freya? Freya. Is it Freya? Okay. Or it's oh, is it Freya? I just like that song by the sword, so I could just be making that up. So hold on. No, I'll, but, I'll I'll, I'll so do the she, research. She never says that. Friga. Uh, Friga. So she could Friga. be. She might have a very um, complicated per, per child parent relationship with yeah. Loki. Maybe she she killed that Loki variant and stole his little crown, and she just wears that to to be sassy. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's why she can't do the other stuff that Loki can do as far as magic. She can only do a little bit. Yeah. Why can she do something different? Like I just that's those are the questions I have, and I'm not saying that that she's definitely not a Loki. This it's would just, make the love aspect weird, though, if she's a oh. child of Loki. Yes, so. I don't know. Yeah, child, child might be pushing it too far. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do love that they finally just we're okay with said, narcissism, but yeah, we're not okay with that. I like how Marvel casually just said in this one, like, oh, Loki's like gender fluid or not gender fluid but like bisexual or whatever he's 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 open to anything oh well yeah he's like david rose from um i like it because i feel that way oh i loved it going back to like mythology which is something was which is crazy to me because it makes it seem like people hundreds thousands of years ago were way more open than we are because in norse mythology loki wise men and women he shapes shifts mm-hmm. into a woman himself he has given birth i think he gave birth to jormungander yeah. and, and i think Fenrir. he is the i don't know if he's the father or is, the mother the of hella which is also weird that they messed up they said hella is their sister as opposed mm-hmm. to loki's daughter but I, I, I enjoyed that. I liked that. I was like, my okay, mind just cool. blown. I didn't know you guys were super into Norse mythology. I was going to say, geez. Like, Fuck, this is great. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I love that. I just, I love how like Marvel was like, I guess, casual about it. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't like a big deal, you know, and that's good. One of, the, I'm a big fan of that. one of the movies that we tend to argue about is Troy. Um, because oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of the movie Troy. I'm not. And the way that they depicted the gods being very, you know, very much off or hands off in that situation was to where, of course, if you read the Iliad or the Odyssey, you know, they're, 
very much fucking involved yeah. <laughs> in every facet, whether it comes down to the judgment of Paris or anything. And and, and Courtney's thing is like, you know, and that's they kind why of I dislike it. Diluted it. And um so we we do tend to theory craft on mm-hmm. on mythologies and things of that yeah. nature. And big Thor fans is one of, of the mythology. big ones. Those were the first those are basically the first comic books and superhero stories. Yeah. Oh, so that's awesome. yeah. I love that. Beowulf, come on. Great comic book. Terrible exactly. animated movie though. I was gonna I was gonna say, yeah. Oh, animation. Oh, yeah it, it, looked, it looked like Shrek. <laughs> it was the what's it called? Like the mocap, was, right? Like the bad, bad mocap. I am Beowulf. Yeah, That's all I remember uh, from the fucking movies. That trash, that part, that part uh, of the trailer. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and then uh, Angelina Jolie had the heels built into her character, and it was like, come on. Well, everything has to be sexy, of course. Of course. Why, Why wouldn't they? <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Like Grendel. Thank you, guys. Grendel's mom doesn't have to be sexy. She's a fierce beast who could kill Loki, uh, Beowulf, <laughs> not Loki. Uh, but it's very interesting. Yeah, I, I like the fact that they they just threw that out there, and that was just. Are Loki's character, and you accept it. Yeah, just make it casual. Yeah. Oh, yeah, quickly, before we move on, going back around, just uh, yay or, or uh, Loki or not Loki, do you think Sylvie is either an actual Loki variant or someone else? So, Bill. I think she's a Loki variant. Okay. Esteemed guests. Um... So if I were to divorce myself from the conversation that we have just had, I would say a Loki variant. This conversation brought new ideas to me, but before I thought, yes, Loki variant. Yeah, I mean, from what we know, that's 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 what we can assume um, until they tell us something specifically otherwise. So I'm going to go no, because we have not been told anything. Like, it's just we're we are keep they keep throwing us through loops. So not to say that she's she's not, and I think it makes more sense that she is, but it'd be interesting if it wasn't. So I'm going to just vote for now. She is not a Loki variant. I'll, I'll complicate the question. <laughs> Do, we have three episodes left. Do we see more Loki variants? Remember, we saw yes. glimpses of them. Do you guys think we see more? For sure. Hmm. I, do. I do. I don't think I, so. I don't know if we're going to complicate it like that. We're gonna get Kid Loki. That would be cute. Yeah, I think Kid Loki. That, that's been long rumored. I, th- I think. I think that's the, the play. If we're gonna get any Loki, it's gonna be Kid Loki. I also have this huge tinfoil hat theory. Al has we, a lot of stock in Reynolds rap. I do. La- we at the end of the podcast, we usually talk about like just general theories going into the rest of the season. Yeah. I proposed last week that um, it's there. There is either. No timekeepers, like they don't exist. Oh. Hmm. There's nobody or upstairs. Nobody upstairs. Uh, paying no attention to the man behind the curtain, as what I said last week, um, Wizard of Oz. Or the timekeepers are made up of three Loki variants. Mm, that's so. I, I feel like we're gonna get like a council of Lokis of some sort, and just all these variants who've just been fucking up time and whatever they've wanted for this entire time. I still think Renslayer's got a bigger part in all this. I think hundred percent. She's way too like. I think she's a timekeeper. Yeah, I think she's the timekeeper. Which one is Renslayer? She's um, she was uh, she's Mobius's boss essentially. 
Oh yeah, did she end up? Wasn't she oh, in Gaga? the in um? In she's in the beginning of this episode. She's the beginning of this episode. She, yeah. she, she like runs judge. both of them. In, yeah, in she's, the yeah. Universe, isn't she like a princess or something like that? Yeah, she's she's royalty. Yeah. Uh, not that that really has anything to do with it, whether or not she is. He, well, I don't think we're going to see any more variants of Loki because they don't have enough time to properly give them justice yeah. unless it's like like the final episode, all these Loki variants come and they fight for supremacy mm -hmm. or some shit like that. What I do think is going to happen is that we're going to get more references to Loki variants. And then yeah. in Thor Love and Thunder, which comes after Multiverse of Madness, when we introduce a new Thor, I feel as though we're going to pull one of those variants out our ass and introduce a new Loki as well. Interesting. I think that would be the place to do it. That'd be awesome. I don't think they have the time to delve into. That's that's what I think too. Like it's you have three episodes left. You just introduced Sylvie. Like now you're going to throw more people in. That's going to be a unless your episodes are going to ninety might. minutes. They might. they might, but I feel like. For me to explain why I say that might might have to come at the end when we're talking about theories, so I won't jump the gun. All right, I save it. We want to hear. It. Yeah, and I'll I'll explain later. Don't be like me and for say that and then forget. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to keep it. I'll try to keep it in my mind. Yeah, and you know this episode, if you really like break it down, um, we get the a little fight scene in the beginning of them kind of uh, dipping away from the TDA and, and going to this place. And then we get this huge kind of character study moment that the, the whole train, the conversation, the drunkenness, and then getting kicked off the train. Then it ends with this amazing yeah. set piece, this amazing, you know, uh, kind of race chase, um, you know, huge wonder if 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 you could even call it a wonder they you know they tried their best to uh fool us into thinking it was all shot in, in one one take but uh, obviously it wasn't but i loved the feel of it um you know just what did you guys think of that because we haven't really seen a lot of those stylistic choices in the marvel cinematic universe machine uh that we've been experiencing for the last like 11 years 12 years now uh, i'll start with uh, courtney I thought it was good for the time that it was a, that was allotted because mm -hmm. maybe if they had spent less time in like building up, I guess this this relationship now between the two Lokis or Loki and Sylvie, if they had more time to have this whole okay, everything is crashing down, like the planet is right there, like I feel like I could reach up and touch it, um, and we gotta run to get on the Ark. I, I feel like I wish they would have. Um, given more time to that uh because it was just like even just the colors just the, the 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 way it was shot um or computer generated looked really good but for the time that they had i thought it was i thought it was interesting and well paced in a way but it did also feel kind of short and it was like okay that was anticlimactic <laughs> i don't know marshall what about you I, th I think her initial reaction, like, okay, and that's the end, cool. Like, there was a bit of a, I, I mean, they set it up for some type of cathartic moment where, okay, we're getting off here or, you know, we're getting away and uh, it ends with them in the clutches of, of, of demise. So we don't really know. Of course, there's three episodes left. They're, get, they're getting away. Mm -hmm. um, they chose a very impactful song to, 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 to ride out the episode. 
Um, you know, I'm always just impressed with the with the scale, uh, the amount of money that Disney is putting into these shows. But as I was saying to a friend uh, recently, this all has to mean something. This all has to bake into some part of the MCU as a, as a whole. I need to be able to go to the movies and get references to what happened in these shows. Otherwise, this is all just a bunch of side missions. And we know what Captain America or what's going to come from Captain America. We're going to get Cap 4. We know that. We know that from WandaVision, we're getting Multiverse of Madness. We know Mm -hmm. that. What what is all this going to mean for Loki as a character? What is all this going to mean for the MCU as a whole? And I think those are the questions that I'm raising right now. Because in the comics, one of the timekeepers is Kang the Conqueror. And he's not showing up until Quantumania. So at the end of this episode, I just had time to just think and theorize and you know, I know we're going to cover more of that stuff now, but it's just like that's not the feeling that I want to feel in the middle of this of this series right now, especially after an episode that was so grand in scale and a yeah. set piece that was so beautiful and, and cinematography was so beautifully shot. Um, but you're just giving me more questions than answers. It likens me back to the feeling of watching the first two episodes of WandaVision where I was just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing where are we going? And WandaVision answered that well. So I, I have no reason to think that if we don't stick it out for, you know, two, three more episodes, we'll get some answers here. Yeah, that was a big, a big thing that I, I mentioned in the last episode is like, we need to give a shit about this Loki at the end in some capacity, right? Like, what is this end game for this character? And if it's not, and they say like, guys, we're going to make 10 seasons of this, I think Courtney and I will be good. We'll be set. Like yeah, I want to see, I want to see uh, Loki in a Doctor Who coat flying around in TARDIS. Like make it happen. Cool. But the end of this season has to lead into something, and I think, you know, I think it could be a both. It could it can lead into a few things. Uh, Quantum medium for sure. Um, yeah. There's a big theory that um, the TVA is located in the quantum realm huge theory be amazing uh-huh. and there that's two connections right there you get that and you get kang for sure um it can somehow lead into um what marshall was saying before about love and thunder potentially a new loki um and then yeah and then there's the multiverse there's the whole multiverse theory too so this could also lead into multiverse of madness so there's another movie we're not talking about that i'm wondering if it uh, falls into, and as I wonder if anything ties into Eternals. Oh shit! Where you go with the time? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'm yeah. wondering if anything ties into that because right now I don't think there's anything tying into Eternals. No, it looks so. It's so weird because we haven't experienced this since Guardians. Of like, we don't know. We don't give a shit about any of these people. Yeah, and we don't know anything about these people. <laughs> Trailer, like, and not only that, but three, they've just been bullshitting for the past million years, watching yeah. half the population of the universe go, mm-hmm. countless things happen to the earth, attacks in New York, yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm literally going into this movie to get one question answered. Where the fuck were you? And yeah. What the fuck were you doing? I yeah. need an explanation. But if you think about that, if you Sounds feel that way, yeah. <laughs> but like, if you feel that way, it's like you can make the argument of like, you know, why didn't Sam call Captain Marvel during the attack on New York? And, you know, she made the excuse of, like, the world's 
bigger than just you guys. So I guess the Eternals can make that in some capacity too. I know that they've and been here forever. What? If the answer is simple and the answer is good, mm-hmm. then the answer is simple and the answer is good. However, I, I want to be able to receive the answer, watch the film, and then theory craft about all the ways that they can try to do Black Widow style prequel movies and and have the Eternals just like slightly off screen or some shit. <laughs> like, well, they were there, but you know. right. That would be cool for sure. I'm, I'm trying to. I forgot the original question. Oh, sorry. The original question was that that action set piece. I know we we got a, we always go on tangents here in terms of uh, podcast, but yeah, just Bill. What what did you think of? It was um, great. That it last. Was- it was it was really well shot, but I like the fact that um, we left on this big cliffhanger of what's going to happen because yeah. we know we have three episodes left. We know most likely they're going to get out of it, but at the same time, I think there was a moral question that was uh, brought up throughout the episode. You're hearing people while they're going on this train to the Ark. People are saying, you're letting only the rich people on. We're going to die here. And their whole plan is, we're going to get this arc off the planet, which never got off the planet. So they're yeah. creating a deviation off the timeline to, in order because, and it, and it all it goes back to this whole thing with Loki because to get it to, to power the, the uh, tempad or whatever it's called, they have to, the whole thing was, wasn't it? They have to get this thing to work, like to get off the planet it not be yeah. destroyed. So it's like, they're creating a deviation that didn't happen on the timeline. So they're deviating off the timeline but it's also like it goes back to this new Loki, like where he's kind of has these pangs of morality where he's just like, maybe I want to save people now. Like, we don't know what Loki we're getting. So I'm very interested to see if that's going to um, play into it. Like, are they going to save people? Is that a new chapter in Loki? Because remember, he's like he sees himself as a good, a good guy at the end. Like when he dies, like he does something heroic and selfless and he's trying to help, you know. And, you know, you, you kind of see like, hey, I kind of want to do that because we don't know what Loki we're really getting. It's just the guy who's trying to con his way into, you know, finding the, the timekeepers and taking over. Or is that just the smokescreen to, you know, actually do, you know, quote unquote, do the right thing with the variant? We don't know his true motivation because he's he's a liar. <laughs> and so we don't know. And he's he's playing a con on everybody. So that's a really interesting thing. Like, I'm wondering if, like, we get another time deviation and that's how he ends up linking back up with Mobius or the TVA or whatever because he's done this and he they've saved people from Lamentus. Hmm. Because I think that's going to happen. Take your tinfoil is hat it, off. Is it possible to have a variant of a variant? Mm. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, right? I think so. I think they're definitely <sighs> going to get saved, of course. Um, and then I have my theories about like who's gonna save them or whatever. I think we just. Um, but I think <laughs> I think that um, I don't think it's gonna create another branch or deviation from the <clears throat> timeline because even though we're kind of seeing like he cares about these people who are getting left off of you know the train and stuff like that, I think it's gonna come to a point of we got to get off of here. They're not even supposed to be there, so they'll get off, but 
the planet's going to be destroyed. So just like how they found with Pompeii, it doesn't matter what I do in in the meantime, in between time, because what's going to happen is this whole planet and everybody who's supposed to be here is going to die. We're not even supposed to be here. So whatever happens to us, it's not going to mess up the timeline. So you think Mobius is going to somehow pop in and get him? He could. That's one theory. That's one theory. But I kind of doubt it because it's like, how are they going to pinpoint what? I mean, I guess they could try to pinpoint what um, yeah. um, catastrophic event that they're going to be in. Um, but they didn't really seem too smart about it the last time. It, it, they kind of needed him, plus that little pack of bubble gum, to find out where Sylvie was going to be. This so is the perfect it. time to introduce another player. I don't. I don't think it'll be another variant. Ooh, and of who Loki. would that? Oh, let's say that's what I think. But I do feel like there are other people, or maybe a sect within the TVA that does know that they're variants, and they're just like, "Well, we want to help you." I don't know. There's some Deus Ex Machina that's going to get them out of the situation. The question is, just you know, what what, what balloon's going to be pulled out somebody's ass? And and that's compelling writing because you know we're we're wondering we're we're, we're on edge of our seat I think yeah you know, it's good. Um, well, I, I feel like we have there even... is someone who I just saw in the cast list. I'm like I have not seen this person yet. So uh, Ooh, then don't tell us because well, I don't if you Google going. Loki. It shows up. <laughs> not doing it. Um, about that. Yeah, because I'm wondering if it's one of the like it could it be C20 or B15 who we saw C20 at the beginning of the episode. Could she be the person who does it? Cause I don't feel like she's done in B15. I don't think it's B15 because it's like, she doesn't be, like him. So she like, it's, they die, it's not, they die. could be Renslayer just cause I feel like her character should be way more important than she is. She's done very little, very little. Uh, but yeah, so let's, let's talk about the character that has uh, done a lot in the last episode. Um, the variant. And that is this section where we talk about the guest star or at least the main person who isn't Loki in this episode. Um, yeah, just, you know, overall thoughts on like Sylvie as a character. Marshall, I'm going to start with you mostly because you've actually talked the most about um, your thoughts on her already in terms of her motives. But what did you think about her kind of just going toe to toe with uh, Hiddleston? I think my favorite scene with her didn't have Hiddleston. I think it was the scene where she was manipulating the TVA um, agent. That was great. I thought that was a. I thought that was an amazing scene uh, because number one, it, it illustrated her powers. You know, they 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 pan out and they see that you know this whole thing isn't real, but it does give our it does give us pretty much the most interesting thing that she tells us, or the most interesting thing about her that we learn is that she can manipulate these people and find out where they're really from. And number two, her revealing that, you know, these people are not created by the timekeepers or, you know, whether she's lying or anything like that, that scene was pulled from her memories, right? So that Mm -hmm. opens up a big can of worms. Um, I don't know the actress's name. I thought she was very capable. It's It's Sophia DiMartino. That's okay. Well, it's Sophia. I wasn't sure if that was her, if that was another, but yeah. So, um, you know, that, that, that was my favorite scene, just watching her do Loki like things. Um, and, and, you know, just, just, just because in any scene that she shared with Hiddleston, he just ate her the fuck up. You think? I, don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, go? well, 
say. So, of course, <laughs> I, I would never say any sort of blasphemous statements uh, against Tom Hiddleston. So, you know, like I said, he is a treasure. He needs to be protected at all costs. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought she did a pretty good job at holding her own. I thought she was a pretty... I, I liked her contrast to him um, because even though there was, like, that mischievousness there, I don't know, sometimes... And this is the thing that I kind of had a problem with this series is that he's a little bit more Whimsical. comedic yeah. than I like. Like I like a little sassiness. I do like that, but he's a little bit more um, a little bit more funny, haha, in this um, in this series, which I'm not too fond of because I'm like, is he a joke to you? Like, are you guys making him into a joke here? Like, I don't know if I I like that, but um, I I. I think we did learn a lot from this episode um, thanks to Sylvie because now we have this whole like a, a big bomb that went off everybody that's in this whole TVA they are they are variants and something is going on because she said when she was you know trying to manipulate or, or uh, glamour or enchant that one TVA officer to find out where the timekeepers are she said she had to basically sift through all of her memories to just find that because it was just all this cloudiness in there. And she had to go, you know, a hundred or so years back to find that. So it's like, what are you doing to these people? You're just totally erasing their existence to themselves so that they just believe that they were created with the express purpose of keeping time. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was huge. And then the little things that they introduced with her telling even just the tiniest bit of her backstory um, I thought was important. I saw um, a tweet earlier today where someone was like, this episode was like a total waste of time. Imagine having filler in a six episode series it, or I've season. And I was like, filler? Really? Filler. Like, did y'all? I thought this was the the best episode so far. Wow. Um, and they've all been good. The, the worst part about this episode was there's zero Owen Wilson. Mm, well, okay, I can agree with that. Wow. No yeah, mention exactly. of... Uh, no mention of what is it jet skis well that's the thing i was gonna say well here's my theory now going back to theories he's on a jet ski right now no that that is a distant memory of his that he Mm -hmm. owned a jet ski that he Uh, was he he looks like a guy who would be in fucking florida with a jet ski (laughs) a jet ski store and he's a jet ski salesman oh or that that'd be fucking oh maybe that's great so what I'm saying is like that this episode was huge in that instance of like really blowing up everything we know of the TVA, the timekeepers, the sacred timeline. Like if they're all variants, then this timeline's fucked. And we're yeah. in for like a course correction a la, you know, secret wars. Like something's gotta happen. Secret wars, here we go. That'd be great. Yeah, so, or, you know, or a House of M scenario would be great as well. Um, yeah, no, anything, I... Anything I, would be great. Anything. Uh, yeah, no, so I think um, I think this was a huge episode in that instance. And, uh, yeah, I thought she was great. Um, I may agree very hard with Marshall, though, that um, Hiddleston just blows anyone out of the water. But, Courtney, I will say that Thor 1 and 2... And you could even throw Avengers in there. Loki was serious, but kind of really funny. The only time he didn't feel funny was in Ragnarok in the sense that he had to go up against the comedic mastermind of 
Chris Hemsworth. So it's just like Jeff Goldblum. I mean, and I agree that he was funny, but I feel like it was in a different way. Now in Ragnarok, I think Ragnarok, he was more funny in the way that he's funny in in this show. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it was more of a dark humor, which I'm more partial to, where this one was, he's a little bit, he's a lot of bit more light. Yeah, and slapstick. Would you you say that you feel as though the jokes were at his expense as opposed to him being the one joking? Maybe that's what it is. There were a lot of jokes at his his expense, and I was just like, I don't like that. Yeah. No, no. Well, the guy consistently calls himself a god, and I just love that they just kind of been putting him in his place in, in this series, like really putting... Remember, this is Avengers Loki. So imagine just shitting all over like him at his worst. You know, like that is him at his worst, like him as at his most villainous. Because post this, we get Thor 2. And he's pretending to be Captain America at one point in Thor 2. Like he is always joking around, this guy. Um, It's a lot more pies in the face in this up in this series. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. But uh, for me, I thought that the Sylvie character reminds me, going back to Doctor Who, reminds me a lot of Missy, uh, played by Michelle Gomez from Doctor Who in the Peter Capaldi era, where she was very much as they were they were equals. And I thought like they their chemistry really reminded me of that, where Loki, much like the Doctor, could have these fights of flights of fancy, not fights of fancy, flights of fancy, and you had the more the the this other character who is very or at least comes off as more knowledgeable and is able to counter most of this stuff, but is somehow the silliness of that, the other character kind of undermines her and she loses sometimes, you know? So there's a definite balance here where they're able to one up each other, but one is definitely the straight person to the others. Uh, yes. So I, f- I feel like they, they have this is an incredible chemistry. And I don't think you get rid of Sylvie at all, because I feel like this is a character you have to ride with. Would love to see roll into a th- the Love and Thunder movie, because it's just like it. She's too good, in my opinion, to just be like, OK, you're done after six episodes. Bye. You know, I think she's really, really good. And you got to keep her around because that's there's a lot of gold to, to be mined with this character. Love and Thunder is work, fucking yeah. packed. It is. <laughs> so much going into Love and Thunder. I think if it's not an 80s metal soundtrack, what are we even doing here? That's all I'm saying. It should be. Could be. Fire Take is not going to let us down. Take is not going to let us down. No way. No way. I want to see that Pirates show he's doing for HBO, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, is he Blackbeard in that? Yeah, and Hodor is going to be in it. It's great. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm worried uh, about right. Sylvie because I feel like Captain and Winter Soldier wasted Carly Morgenthau. Mm-hmm. So it worries me a little bit about Sylvie that, you know, this is her arc in the six episodes. Because yeah. I feel like Carly Morgenthau should have been able to kind of play or I feel like they could have made a role for her something like U.S. Agent. Whereas, though, okay, now this person is a super soldier she was once a terrorist, you know, she's doing either way. That's why I'm worried about something. I I agree. Thanks, I don't agree. That character the fact. definitely got killed off. I think you had a lot more mileage left on Carly. That's where I didn't agree, but I agree about I, I agree about Sylvie's mileage. She's got mileage. I don't think Carly did. Very one-sided a villain. 
I don't know. Interesting I, of I how young feel she like was. They're gonna kill her off to to uh, further build Loki's character. Into what? <laughs> I don't know. What is the end of this character? Is there an end to this character? That's my no, biggest but question. it's just like that whole timey wimey thing where it could really. I my original theory was that he is that there is another Loki or he has somehow seen this timeline of all past. He knows there's variants and he's just conning everybody. And he creates. He's going to replace the one that got his neck snap, uh, his neck snap by, uh, uh, by, Thanos. by Thanos. Yeah. He's going to pop up right after that and be like, I am also as altruistic and compassionate as this one, but I get to, you know, protect my neck. So, Hey, <laughs> again, that's, that is the end of Deadpool too. It's literally like I'm. I have that, the which power was not, to do Which anything. was not an MCU, by the way. So we gotta. Just no, but I'm just saying. Like he literally is like, I'm gonna go change everything. I'm gonna change everything and anything I want. I'm gonna be the fucking time master, timekeeper. I don't know. Which I think could still definitely happen. It could happen again. What the fuck is gonna happen at the end of this? I think that's I the fun part. It's again. It's like WandaVision. I did not know how that was gonna end ever. The most. I think. I think most theories I've ever seen about a show in my lifetime. Yeah, well, except for Game of Thrones, uh, they were like <sighs> neck and neck. Oh God! Uh, and they, uh, yeah, the disdain all- that everyone has for that show ten yeah, years yeah. after it premiered. Let's watch HBO show that none of us want to go back to. Yes, it's such a colossal disappointment. Yeah. It's the Tiger King of HBO shows. I yep. wouldn't mind a rewatch up to season, season. six, maybe mid season seven ish. But once they start teleporting and shit. It's like, all right. Well, we, 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 that wasn't the thing that brand. Once brand becomes a huge part of the show, you're like, all right. Nah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. but oh no, I just want to talk Game of Thrones. But I uh, no, it's I yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll hold back. Um, but one thing I, that's when we go back to the characters, and that's what like WandaVision was like such a cool show to watch. But I feel like we were all I don't know if you guys were. But on this podcast, we were all obsessed with how does this tie into something else? How does this, what's the mm-hmm. theories? Let's get, just keep getting the aluminum foil around our heads. Where is this going to go? Is yeah. the beekeeper actually the dog that got killed? Because that was my stupid theory. And like, like there's, there's stuff that happened. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it was terrible, but I'm going to keep saying it. It's better than Al's, like, you know, the delivery guy was with this stuff uh, because he had a shaggy haircut. But Regardless, it's just like we kept theorizing that was it, but where this is all about the character, and I think like that's going to be what gets us through where we're not like beating our heads into the ground. We're like, what's going to happen because this has to tie into Marvel? It's like, what's going to happen because we care about the characters, and I think that's yeah. what makes the show so great. Also, I want to know how it ties into Marvel, of course, because you know, for sure. All right. Let's let's get to it, guys. Let's officially um, get to it after we talked about it. I know what this place is. This is our tinfoil hat theories going into the back half of the season. Uh, three more episodes left. What the F is going to happen? I'm going to start with Bill. Bill, what's your wildest, craziest theory going into the, the next last three episodes? Okay, there's a cast member we haven't seen yet. Okay, don't tell us. Don't do it. He might have been asking. He might, he Keep might your have. mouth shut. He, he's, he's a guy. Uh, it's a guy. Yeah. And I, I'm just wondering, this this character is definitely going to play into something. And this is, mm-hmm. could it be the out they need 
uh, to get out of the impending doom of Lamentus? Maybe. Will this be a... I either think it's going to be that or... <laughs> Courtney's like, I'm going to find out who it is. Uh, just yeah. type in Loki. You'll find out. And uh, is it going to be that or is it going to be at the... He's This character is going to show up at the end in the finale. Kind of like the Mandalorian. Where we're like, oh, this is bridging us to season two. So I think it's one or the other. I think we're going to see Renslayer is going to be the, I think she's going to be one of the timekeepers. Um, I, I don't think we've seen the end of, uh, come on. I got to get the character's name. Uh, the two, the two guards. I don't think we've seen the end of them, especially the one we saw at the beginning of this episode played, um, played by, come on, Bill, open your phone. Sorry. Just getting back to this real quick. I don't think we've seen the end of them, and I, I do think um, I do think Mobius is going to die at the end of the season. Aww. I think I think yeah. he's going to sacrifice himself, and he's we're going to find out he was a water ski salesman. And I know Al that you posted an article today to my to on Twitter about how Owen Wilson doesn't say wow in it. God damn it, I'm holding out hope. He's going to say, wow, at the end. And that's his last line that he's going to say. Um, and um, I feel like somehow he's going to be reinserted into um, the timeline. I think he's going to be reinserted in, into Avengers hmm. somehow. Hmm. Into that MC, for, uh, first MCU. Or, hell, we, we get a tease of Love and Thunder. It's there's something at the end of this that we're going to we're going to it's going to be a hard connect to either the MCU phase one or phase two. Mm-hmm. That's my those are my uh, those are my uh, tinfoil hat theories. I agree with the last thing you said. It's about it. <laughs> First off, you know, Owen Wilson's going to die. You just don't want him to die, which Correct. no one wants him to die. He's so great. And apparently <laughs> Twitter, he's a huge thirst trap on Twitter now. Just like, how hot is this character? I'm like, I mean, it's Owen Wilson. He's, he's, 50. he's aged very well. He's aged very well. I feel like he looks better now than he did when he was younger. In the words of... Wow. That infuriates me because yeah. that's just men in general. You guys mm-hmm. get to get all, you know, salt and pepper and distinguished and stuff. And I'm just like, oh. You should have seen me as a 250 pound, uh, 25 year old. It wasn't a good look. So, with a <laughs> shitty goatee and terrible hair. Oh, and I wore Jenko jeans in the 2000s. So, no, I, yeah, sometimes some of us need to glow up. There was some choices there. Oh, yeah. When my wife got a hold of me, she's like, there's things we need to correct. Mm-hmm. Just let's overhaul it. She was right. Um, the, I'll just do my quick theory. I, I still think that this is going to lead into either no timekeepers or like the timekeepers are just a bunch of Loki variants. I love that theory. That is my Mephisto theory for the show. It's a better um, theory than your Mephisto theory. No, I'm saying that is the that is the Mephisto theory. Like in that in the sense of like it, it it sounds better than what it actually is going to happen at the end. Um, yeah, I, that's 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 how I feel, Courtney. Um, so I guess to to go back to my I guess the theory to get us out of this episode and saving them, I do think <laughs> that it is going to be a a Loki variant or variants that are going to come and save them, and are going to be like y'all are really jacking up the timeline like 
come on. You're ruining um, so that, our plan. Right. So that's for one. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, after taking a look at the cast, I think the person that you're mentioning, especially looking at some stuff, uh, I think that factors into that particular theory as well. Uh, and we'll see that in, you know, either the, the end, the very last episode or somewhere where we have that actor I mentioned kind of looks a little like Tom Hiddleston. You could see I was say, he looked like Loki grown up. He looked like an older Loki, but Good. you know. Al's just like, you sons of bitches. I don't want to look. Sorry. I'll look Sorry. I'm not looking. I, I, I would just like to say that it is my privilege as a guest to, to put that out there. So thank you for letting me say that. Of course. Um, <laughs> and then I do feel that, unfortunately, Sylvie is going to kick the bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is just going to be the setup for this Loki to have even more introspection and just whatever existential you know realizations he needs to come to to be able to be reintroduced into the timeline and then be like accepted by everybody instead of just being as how he started like the selfish i'm all about me loki yeah i can see it so much i just wanted to keep going she's so good yeah but yeah i see that that's a great theory man well uh marshall what do you got um i think for my money, we are owed a cameo. Oh, I mean. It was supposed to be, you know, this huge, the, one of the biggest reasons that the theory crafting went crazy with WandaVision is because Evan Peters was introduced. Yeah. yeah. And he wasn't on the, he wasn't on the billing as part of the cast. So that was just like something that floored everybody and all the theory crafters went crazy. Falcon and Winter Soldier, that wasn't that type of vibe. Yeah. This show, I feel like, but we did get the we did get the big cameo in Falcon though. Well, well with Val, yeah, we did. With, uh, who, with Julia Louis Dreyfus, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I yeah, think that that's different from Evan Peters though, right. because it was like, are they has the yeah, fighting stopped? Right. Are they going? Are we going to have the X Men in here now? Right. And he'll, oh. you know. Somewhere yeah, our buddy Ken is dying. He's like, don't bring up X-Men. They just keep on bringing up this multiverse and they're just they're just putting these doors for somebody to walk out of into the story. And of course, this is all the precursor to phase four where we're getting Black Widow. And I think that's I think Black Widow is the first phase four movie. Yeah. But even though that's a prequel, it takes place like before Endgame. And then what is time? So you know right. it takes place between I think it's between Winter Soldier and Infinity War. Makes sense. Oh no, no, sorry, no. Between between Civil War and Infinity War? Oh, man. Sure. Civil War. It's 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 in there. I love Civil War. Do you not like Civil War? I love Civil War, but Civil War started my hate campaign against Captain America. Yeah. Now I I love uh I love you know Christopher Jamal Evans, but uh, Captain America just he's my friend. He's like I was your friend, and just you knowing that your friend killed my parents and you kept it from me and had the nerve to call me selfish and not the guy to make the sacrifice play and I'm this and I'm that, but you're keeping that kind of secret. And I was just like my brain exploded. I was like oh hate. Hey, I, I he's never, never he's like never that. he's never been perfect. I, he's I, never I, been perfect. 
tree I, and he's doing some great things. I have never been able to recover from it. I, I can that. see it. I can see it. I love it. I love it. That's great. Um, so but yeah, just every really time can't. I hear the name of that movie, I'm just like, oh, oh, just uh, takes me back to the hatred where it first started. <laughs> yeah, so that's my theory. I think we're going to get some type of cameo, and I think I think it's going to be a big what the fuck moment, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. for it because what's next after this? Hawkeye. Um, Guys, I'm going to tell you something right now. Between Hawkeye and Miss Marvel, those are my my two hearts are right now. I, I not 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 Jeremy oh, Renner. So you, uh, you do have two hearts. Okay, that's I do. Why, that's why he could eat so much steak. <laughs> not Jeremy Renner specifically, but they are drawing super heavily off one of my favorite comic series of all time, uh, Matt Fraction and David. I think it's Aha A J A, maybe Aja. I don't know. Um, their run on Hawkeye is some of the most beautiful, like intimate street level hero comics you'll ever read the art's phenomenal and matt fraction just like makes you like fall in love with both well hawkeye um kate bishop who's the female hawkeye and pizza dog like the most the cutest little dog ever okay um yes matt fraction uh, also does not sound like a real human name that just sounds like some like that sounds like a comic book name it's just like uh, yeah. this person also knows matt fraction you're like oh. that that's a book that you can give to a non-comic reader and say, here's a good jumping off point. Like here is something I think you'll enjoy and you don't like comics. So that's I think. Dope. And and hearing that it, 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 it harkens back to the information that we received recently that Charlie Cox may reprise his role as Daredevil uh, in the Hawkeye. Yeah. So be great. I don't know. Marshall. I don't know if that's a rumor, but. The rumor was he's going to be in Spider-Man, wasn't it? Because he's potentially Matt Murdock might be Spider-Man. Peter's lawyer because of the predicament that we find at the end of yeah. Far From Home. That would be great. Again, just like just make it happen. Do, do what Dave Filoni does and just listen to fans and do cool shit. Yeah, he also worked for George Lucas, so uh, he's just he's just he's just a kid in a kid in a store. But anyway, we could go for a whole Star Wars rant right there, but it's not. Marshall, who's so you say this cameo? You want this cameo, and you say it's going to be a real what the fuck moment. Who's that? Per- who do you want it to be, or who do you think it might be? Because I predicted at the end of Wandavision to be we were going to see Doctor Strange. Obviously, nice yeah, it's got to be that level. It's yeah. got to be that level. I'm thinking Jane Foster, Man. um, coming in to to rescue Loki and and saying. You've gotta, you've gotta come help Thor, and that's it. She's and then I'm like, like all right, Thor. I'm already <laughs> like, you already had my money. Now you're gonna have it again. Like that would, that would be, you know, and that's, and that's just yeah. Or even like a post credit scene, or like something like that. Like bring in Jane Foster, or uh, give us, give us some insight into, you know, the beginnings of of your next show. Make the television universe like the, you know, like like the uh, the, the the cinematic universe. I mean, give us. Give us something, but we need something because we were, we were owed, and they stole Evan Peters from us. They stole Quicksilver <laughs> from us, and I feel like I feel like these shows were not all written at the same time. So I feel like we're getting to the point where stuff is coming out now that the writers could have looked and been like, "Let's not do that to folks. Let's give them something." And you have all these people under contract. Like bring bring somebody in, man. I don't know who it's going to be. It's uh, Jane Foster and Thor, and then Loki looks at you. He's like, "What are you guys a tag team? What are we gonna call you? Love and Thunder?" And just like, 
shit. Yeah, yeah, like, I, and if that happened, like I would die laughing. And then the who starts playing? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> right. It's gotta. It's gotta be like. It's gotta be like Skid Row or Motley Crue or something. It's gotta be so eighties spandex Aquanet. Mm. We gotta have it. Right, I mean, I have to have it. Is what I'm saying. Um, we talked a lot. We talked out of turn in terms of the different segments. Not out of turn in terms of jumping over each other, but we jumped all over the place. It's natural. It happens a lot on this podcast. So we'll do a quick kind of like lightning round. Uh, rating on the episode one to ten tesseracts we use for this review series. So, start with Courtney. What did you think about the episode and uh, your rating? I thought the episode was great. It was definitely my favorite so far. Um, I felt like we learned a lot, and there was a lot of great like aha moments there, and like what the fuck moments. Um, but to be conservative. Because I feel, well, I hope it only gets better from here in the next three episodes that we have. I will give this eight and a half Tesseracts. That's right around where we're hitting. That's right around where we've hit the first two episodes. That's definitely the batting average of the show so far. Pretty good. Yeah. Batting average. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Seriously. Uh, what do you what do you want me to do? Like QB rating? Like come no, on! No, I'm, I'm just saying no. It's really good. I'm saying we're hitting. Oh, I'm giving you a compliment. <laughs> close to a thousand. <laughs> oh my god! Like, it happens so infrequently <laughs> that you couldn't even take it. You were like, there has to be some ulterior to this. Well, I'm the defense is obviously giving me shit about something. <laughs> Marshall, uh, general thoughts about the episode and then the rating. Um, heavy on character building, light on exposition but meaningful exposition as opposed to what I feel like some of the first two episodes kind of went extra heavy on exposition. Uh, Love the character moments. I, I, despite, despite how I feel about Tom Hiddleston against her, um, Sophia is fantastic casting. Um, I think she does, she does her thing, Uh, but Loki just has such a menacing and sadistic presence. You're, you're the way Tom Hiddleston acts with his eyes is um you know fantastic if if the batting average is eight and a half tesseracts then this was the best episode for me overall so i had to give it nine tesseracts i'm gonna i'm gonna throw something out here imagine wait seriously bill you might you might feel this or you're gonna be like you're dumb imagine this girl is great uh this uh sophie woman sophia di martino yes sophia di martino fantastic i thought different of what I thought a female Loki would be, but you know who I think would be an amazing like, if we just wanted Hiddleston's Loki as a female Phoebe Waller-Bridge I'm not good with actors Oh, um, have, you, have you ever heard of Fleabag? Yes yeah, she's, uh, the, the girl she's from gonna the, doing a, um, She's going to be doing a project with uh, she's doing the new James with Donald Glover Donald Glover, yeah, yeah. She's doing um, a Mr. I, Mr. and Mrs. Smith reboot yeah, yeah. Doing that. Um, I have seen a couple of episodes of Fleabag, and awesome. I do find her funny. <laughs> I do find her funny. It's it's a bit weird. I couldn't get through a couple, a couple but I've, I've been told to go back to it. But it's great. Um, Talk about character study. It's it was yeah. a one woman show. It was a one woman play that she adapted. Oh, okay. It was her. She wrote a one woman show, and then she adapted into a series. Um, she also two, two seasons. 
she did a voice of the robot in Solo, and she also wrote oh. uh, the first season of Killing Eve. And she was and uh, she's okay. On to, I didn't know that. I love Killing Eve. And she was Killing brought Eve. on. And she was brought on by Daniel Craig to do a lot personally of to to do a punch up of the script for uh, yeah. No Time to Die. Yeah. Oh damn! Okay. Oh, very, 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 very busy woman. That's very talented. Great I, resume. You know, contrasting that just to, to throw another curveball, I think a young Jennifer Connelly could do it. She could do I anything. She's have... actually isn't she the voice of Friday? To Tony's uh, AI. I don't, think, I don't think that's Jennifer Connelly. Who am it I thinking of? Who's uh, Paul Bettany married to in real life? Jennifer no, that, he, oh, okay. he's married to it Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. I've heard. Well, then they have a. a a they're, straight, they would call them up. They're very tall. I think she could do it. I think she could do it from a. She she does she does what I consider to be that Hiddleston eye acting. That would be a great Easter egg to have her in the movies now with her husband. I would. That would be nice. Yes, let the whole family have Marvel dollars. She she was good in Snowpiercer. The few episodes I saw that series too, I liked it. I that series is really good. I, I didn't get like through the show. Always had my heart from a beautiful mind. Yeah, hey man, always. She'll always have my heart for the labyrinth. That's the you never had I my love heart. that movie. The, so never had the labyrinth. Uh, David Bowie was like my awakening when I saw that as a child. I was like. That's a man. David Bowie in, in spandex tights and makeup. I was like, yes, I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> I love I love him. I, I think we should end the podcast there. I don't think I can I don't think <laughs> anything top. I can say is gonna top that. <laughs> and uh, that was Bill. Um, <laughs> Labyrinth always used to play at the Suncoast video, like the outside screens in the mall. I would it was always mm-hmm. Labyrinth. Always Labyrinth. So weird. Uh hey, listen. Central New Jersey in the in the eighties and nineties. What can I tell you? Um, for me, I'm going to go with with Marshall. I'm giving this a nine. I, I again, a big Doctor Who fan. Reminded me of Doctor Who. Loved the set pieces here. Loved the interplay between the, the, our lead characters. Loved the in, the stuff we saw between them. Stuff we're we're potentially learning. We're we're opening a, a door to infinite possibilities. Like. Kind of literally, so I'm I'm stoked for it. This was such a fun episode. This is the first episode I've watched twice, mostly because the other two times I watched it like an hour before we started the podcast because of my job. So when I was on Lamentus, I'm like, I have an hour to watch this before the podcast. But no, I liked it so much. It was I I went back to it, and it didn't have Owen Wilson, and it was so good even without him. Imagine mm-hmm. if we have all three of them in an episode together. That's just wow. You know, that's gonna the, be a great scene, Loki. Wow. Lady Loki and and Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. Mobius. Mobius. Put an R in there. Oh, Mobius. <laughs> Morbius. Is it uh, Morbius Jared Leto? Is that Jared Leto? Or my yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking of uh I, I was I was watching some trailers earlier, but I forgot also, that the trailer came out last year. I was like, Oh, that was that's that's coming out in two years, right? It's like no right. about last year. I'm like, oh the people who made that movie forgot that movie's coming out it's this year. It's super quiet right now, so I'm worried about it. But also a good show needs a a side quest type of episode yeah uh, we were watching a, a a show called warrior um recently mm. that and on, in uh, season, cinemax it's yeah cinemax, it's cinemax but hbo um yeah. brought it and it's, it's like doing a season Bruce Lee. yes yes mm-hmm. it's very good i hear one of the yes. best or one of the strongest episodes is when the two main characters left the city and, and they like they had western like a spaghetti western and like yeah. this was that type of thing like a sci-fi as Loki has been. 
this episode was our taking our two leads out of the situation, out of the TVA, out of the timeline, and just having a character study. And it was it was the strongest episode of the season. Yeah, man. Yeah, Doctor Who was known for this. They would do this all the time. There was an actual episode in space on a train too, and that was very reminiscent from uh, the David Tennant era. Um, Oh no, was that David Tennant? I thought that was. um, It was Tennant and uh, Matt Smith. No, it's definitely Tennant. It's Tennant and uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, The I'm going to let you die in a vine here. Sorry, no. um, (laughs) the, the, The tall, annoying one. Tall, annoying one. Is it? Uh, she was on the office too. Oh, Captain Tate. Yeah. No. Well, no. There was. There was also another. There was a doctor. There was a Capaldi one where they were on a train too. Yeah, but this is this is when he's alone on the train by himself, and oh. she's like at like the resort. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, and thinking, he's I was exploring just the like crystal weird planet, and there's, there's like a no monster. Like, Kylie Minogue on the Titanic in space. That's all I'm saying. Again, I, again, you're proving my point. That Doctor Who did this a lot, so I I, I love this because I'm so used uh, to it in that sense. It was it I felt cried. like a bottle episode, but at the same time, there was a lot of character development in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason I give it an eight is the lack of Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. He's been my favorite part of the whole series. I know Tom Hiddleston. I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Like The best part of this show for me has been the introduction of Owen Wilson's character. It's great. It's like this bureaucrat who like has this like incredible sense of humor, but at the same time is like, you know that he's been doing this forever and he's conveying all that. He's going one-on-one against Hiddleston. He's the only one who could do it so far in the series to me. Um, so that's not having him in this episode was a damper in that instance, even just for a glimpse, like throw him in there. What the hell are you doing? Uh, but yeah, eight out of 10. Tesseract. All right, gang. Uh, that's That's the episode. So let's get into our, our social media. Uh, Courtney and Marshall, you have a ton to plug tell us about your podcast tell me where you can find your find you guys on twitch like just just hit us with everything okay well to start off we are um blurred we blurred watchers on the pop break so that's one yeah you know uh second would be blurred life with my wife and so that's just our our independent thing that we do and uh, it's kind of the the love child of well let's get to know each other we are you know nerds and stuff like that but I don't know for some reason we never really talked about it before and you know we go on a lot of tangents there too uh, I sure. really only have Twitter I'm Miss Plaskett on Twitter uh, am not. I no You're I'm just... Neo Queen Celine that was an old moniker ooh oh God forget that <laughs> Neo Queen Celine and then Marshall. He's the one that's a little bit more illustrious online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, shoot me a follow on Twitter, uh, Mr. Okami underscore seven. Uh, M-R-O-K-A-M-I underscore seven, the no, the, num- the numeral. Uh, but yeah, same thing on Twitch as well. We stream at least twice a week. Um, ridiculousness, dopeness, and video games with the community. Stop by, say hello takes five seconds to create a Twitch profile. It's absolutely free. You'll get a you'll get a 30 second ad. But you know, to come in and stop in and, and chill with some really cool people talk about video games has been a passion of mine and I'm really blessed to be able to do it on that platform. Um otherwise other than that, uh what else am I forgetting? 
What games are you, are you playing games on Twitch? Like, is there a game that you're just like mostly doing or? Yeah, I mean, well, there there are things called variety streamers. So I consider myself to be a variety streamer, which means that any day I could be playing anything. But more recently, I've been playing Final Fantasy 14, which has a free uh, trial up to level 60. It's an MMORG from Final Fantasy Square Enix makers. And also I've been playing Marvel's The Avengers, uh, getting into that because I got it on a great deal for PlayStation now. Um, but we do a bunch of stuff. Ghost of Tsushima... PlayStation games, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, there's a game coming out very soon called Scarlet Nexus that I'm really excited about that will for sure be streaming. So, I mean, stop by, join the community. You never know. You never know who you may meet or what conversations we, we may uh, uncover. If you're a lover of games, pop culture, movies, everything's on the table on the stream. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, Al, I mean, you're verified on stuff for for no good reason. Tell tell people where that there's no good reason for it. Uh, <laughs> They're just giving check marks to anybody. Not me, but uh, where <laughs> could, no no But where where could they find you on uh, social media? It's so funny. I just I just saw like uh, Drew Drew Struzan or Drew Strat uh, the the famous comic book not comic book famous uh, poster artist did every classic poster of like the seventies, eighties and nineties and a little bit of the two thousands before he retired. Um, he just got denied verification. So if he is not getting verified, I should not be verified. Uh, you can find me at Al Manorino where I am verified on Twitter and not verified on Instagram at A L M A N N A R I N O. Yeah, Al will be returning to concert photography very soon because that's a thing now. Everyone's back. Uh, for if you must follow me on Twitter, where it's mostly just, hey, here's Bill talking about wrestling or retweeting stuff from thepopbreak.com. I am at Bodkin Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S. Most importantly, check out thepopbreak.com every single day. We're talking about film, television, uh, music, wrestling, comic books, anime, digital trends, all sorts of stuff. Um, we've got a review of Luca coming up. Uh, tomorrow, uh, when this or today, when this podcast drops, which is Friday, which is if you haven't seen it, fantastic movie. I thought it's on Disney Plus right now. So yeah, we we're a Disney Plus stand podcast. If people haven't figured it out by now, mm-hmm. um, also like check out thepopbreak.com every single day. Of course, go to at thepopbreak on Twitter. We are at thepopbreak on Instagram. Once we start getting back to concerts, which we may have our first concert up coming up very very shortly, uh, and uh, check out. Uh, forward slash popbreak.com all spelt out on Facebook. Of course, check out Blurred Watchers. Their episode just dropped this week on Wednesday. That is on the Pop Break TV hub on Spotify, Ankle, Ankle, Jesus, Bill, Spotify, <laughs> Anchor, Google, and Apple Podcasts. We also have hubs for the Breakcast. We have hubs for, and the winner still is, which is our new. Uh, drops every Monday is our retrospective Oscar season. It's in a uh, series. It's in its third season. And then we have the way too early Oscar podcast, which has got to drop sporadically throughout the summer. Those are on all those streaming platforms. As for me, you could check me out on my wrestling podcast, which is on the breakcast feed. It's called this wrestling life a podcast. I'm going to be ep- recording uh, episode two of that with my host, Melissa Jobin, uh, who's just come off the injured list. So she and I are going to be talking some wrestling going to have, that's going to be our monthly series. And I'll be on pop break TV starting in the beginning of July with Alex Marcus and Josh Sarnecki. So 
for Al Manorino, who was the host of this podcast, uh, for <laughs> our esteemed guest, Courtney Marshall. My name is Bill Bodkin. Thank you so much for joining us for the 63rd episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast. <laughs>